Okay, welcome to Athletes Changed by Christ. Today we have Rashida Love on the show. She played college basketball for two years at John A. Logan Junior College. She was named the Division I third team All-American her sophomore year. She later transferred to Bradley University and was named to the Missouri Valley Conference All-Defensive Team and led her team in steals and assists her senior year. After college, she began coaching and coached five years at Southern Illinois University and two years at Tennessee State University. Rashida, how you doing today? Hey, good evening, Zeran. I'm doing great and blessed. Thank you so very much for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing good, doing good. I watched church online this morning and I just kind of hung out with the family. So I'm just, just trying to enjoy this, this wonderful day. Um, if you don't mind, please share your testimony yeah. and how Christ, he played a role in your journey. Amen, amen. Thank you. First of all, Darren, uh, I want to just give glory to God for what you are doing and the vision he has given you to uh, connect with former student athletes, to share our word, to share our testimony uh, with you and with younger youth as they tr um, journey through this um, life of salvation with Christ and just to give them some guidance along the way. So I give glory to God and thank you for what you are doing. And thank you for the platform tonight and giving me the opportunity to also to um, bless someone as well. So I'm really grateful unto God and all that he's doing in you, through you and with your family. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Good. All right. Oh, yeah. And I'm the first woman. I'm the first female <laughs> to come on to the show. So I am thankful for that as well. So paving the way. <laughs> this stuff, this stuff. All right. Well, I'm just going to jump right into it, Darren. Um, I got saved when I was 16. And I say saved, I got baptized, I got dipped in water. Um, I did not know much about that process and what it really consisted of. And I would say that um, I know one of our brothers before in one of our episodes said, you know, he went in as a dry devil and kind of came out as a wet one because we didn't understand that it was about relationship. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was just seeking God on the behalf of my mother and my family at that time. And I really didn't want anything for myself. Um, I'm originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. That's where I was born and raised at. A family um, of drug sellers, drug users, and drug abusers. And um, um, Brother Ali mentioned in episode two that um, he came up in a family that studied was a Muslim. And that's kind of like where my background comes from. We studied Islam when I was born. And um, I didn't know much about Christ. We did the five prayers a day, you know, the rug and, and, you know, attended the different schools and those particular things. I had a great childhood um, because, again, like I said, my family was into selling drugs. And so um, new shoes, when my shoe strings got dirty, you know, the Jordans, the nice cars, the private schools, you know, the best of the best is where I had came from. Um, we moved to Mount Vernon, Illinois when I was probably about 10 or so, my grandfather had passed away and my mom wanted, wanted to bring us closer to my grandmother. So um, that's when I actually started playing basketball. I was in fourth grade when I um, got into the sport. I had three older brothers before me, um, two of them. I remember being in the gym, watching them play and just being around the game all my life, but not actually getting involved. So from fourth grade, I started playing and I was pretty, pretty good, you know, pretty good at the time. I always played up, you know, in fourth grade, I was playing with the fifth and sixth graders. You know, uh, when I got in sixth grade, they tried to move me to the, the, the middle school to play with the seventh and eighth graders. And so uh, it was a it was a gift that God had blessed me with. And I'm so grateful for it. 
And as I mentioned, um, my family sold drugs, used drugs, and those particular things. My father had been in and out of my life because he'd been in prison for selling drugs. And I, I, I'm everyone before me um, had went to prison. So my grandmother, uh, my dad, my mom, my brothers, you know, the buck kind of stopped with me. I was like, no, nah, we're going to stop this generational right. curse and that we ain't going to do that no more, you know. So um, I knew that um, in seventh grade that my family didn't have the money because, again, we wasn't like rolling like that no more. You know, things had changed. Um, I knew I had to get a basketball scholarship in order for me to go to school and to go to college because my family didn't have the money. So I used that gift and that talent to guide me through the way. Um, like I said, as I mentioned, my mom, she struggled with addiction for a while. And she, uh, when I was in high school, she had decided to that she wanted to relocate to, you know, get get out the environment to try to do better for herself. And I was all for it. But, you know, as high school, you kind of get established, you know, you know, there was my sophomore year in high school. I've been playing ball, was pretty good at it. And I really didn't want to move away to go to a new school and start all over again. So my mom had um, uh, asked my, my aunt, one of my, my great aunt. Um, if I could stay with her in the Mount Vernon area and still go to school there and graduate. And my aunt took me in. It was truly a blessing, you know. And little did I know it was going to be a whole world change for me. My auntie is the first one that kind of introduced me to Christ and introduced me to church. She was one of those church-going aunties, and uh, she had some strict rules. And I'm so thankful Mm -hmm. for her today because the woman that I am today comes from some of the, the discipline that she had put into me. My aunt used to, she told me, you know, as I stayed there and, you know, was there for, a few, you know, a couple few months and I wasn't attending church because, again, we practiced Islam. But at that time, I was just kind of lost and out there. She had um, told me, now, look here, you don't got to go to church with me, but you're going to have to go to somebody's church and you better not beat me home. And I was like, dang, OK, auntie. So, you know, so I was like, well, let me go on and get up out of here then. So uh, me and my homegirls, we used to attend um, Southtown Apostolic Church uh, under Reverend Gordon, James Gordon down in Mount Vernon. And we had a bomb choir, you know, off the chain. Baby, they could sing, you know. So at that time, it was the music that drew us into church because we didn't know anything different. So we would go to church, hear the choir sing and, you know, get out the back of church. We out the back door, we gone, you know, nothing else. And God began to deal with me and we'll do the same thing. We'll go to church, listen to the choir. But I will start staying and I'll start listening to the word. You know, my girls would be at the back door of the church like, come on, what's up? Let's go, girl. We got to go. And I'm like, no, I'll catch up with y'all in a little bit. I'll catch up with y'all in a little bit. And so um, as I was sitting in that church, that's where I uh, received Christ as my Lord and Savior. I remember a young lady named Devin Mays had came up to me I, in church. I was crying and, and everything. And um, I was I was more heartbroken of my mom and her struggle. And I just really wanted help for my mom. I didn't really know what I was doing. I just really wanted help for my mom. And I heard about this man named Jesus here. So I went ahead on. She had asked me, you know, well, do you want to be saved? And I thought, well, yeah, you know, I guess I'm in church. I guess it's a good thing. I don't really know, you know, but if it's going to help my mom and my family, yeah, let's go to do it. And so she was like, well, do you want me to stand with you? Please stand with me. You know, so she through the sinner's prayer. And um, the next week we were doing back. Uh, then the following week I went head on and got baptized. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I said, I didn't know what all it, it took. And I just thought, you know, you go down in the water and your life changed. <laughs> so mm. uh, just, just, just didn't have 
again, I'm gonna keep saying it's about relationship because I want our I, I want our viewers and our listeners to understand having a relationship with Christ is what what this thing is all about, and um, believing and trusting, you know, confessing, and then you know walking with Him and trusting in Him. And so I had went to school the following Monday. And one of my homeboys that came up to me and he was like, dang, you know, it's a glow around you. And I thought they was just trying to laugh, you know, crack jokes on me and stuff like that because they didn't heard how to got when it got baptized, it got saved. I was like, y'all playing like whatever. And I was like, no, it's me. I'm 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 still the same person. Like, don't treat me any different or whatever. But I didn't know that when you do get baptized, when you do accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that a change should take place in your life. You should be changing for the better. You should be doing better, thinking better, behaving better. And so I didn't know that. So um, I went ahead on and went through high school and everything and um, graduated. And as you said, I went to John A. Logan. Um, at John A. Logan, I kind of got exposed to a lot of different things in college. You know, um, you, you, you're away from home. And so it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm out of the safety of my auntie. She don't know what I'm doing. My mom and them don't, you know, so I can just kind of dibble and dabble in a little bit of everything that you wanted to. And that's one of the things that I did. You know, I got exposed to um, the lesbian lifestyle, uh, a lot of my teammates and stuff and those things. You know, when I came up in high school, I think we may have had one boy that was practicing homosexuality and one female that was, you know, practicing lesbianism. You know, so it was like you didn't it was at, at, at that time. It wasn't everybody out the closet. It wasn't nothing to be, you know, so. When I came to college, it was like, whoa, it's a lot of people that's like this. You know, a lot of people doing this. And as I mentioned, you know, um, there's different reasons why people get into that. You know, I had a couple homegirls who, um, quote unquote, would said it was born like that. And it took me years to understand, you know, I was born like this. And I had to actually spend some time with God. I said, well, no, you wasn't born like that. Like, God, don't do that. You know, um, but God began to let me know that we are born into sin. The word tells us that we're born into sin. And we know that homosexuality, lesbianism, fornication, you know, adultery, murder, all those are sins. We're born into that. So we're really not uh, uh, excused from any of it. Any any of it can come upon us, you know, at any time, especially if we're in this world and we're not living for Christ and, you know, being transformed. And so he began to teach me about being born again. You know, every believer, we have to be born again, meaning the old way of thinking, the old behaviors, the, the sinful nature is what we are coming out of when we're coming more into Christ. And so um, I had a couple homegirls who have been, you know, molested and, you know, taken advantage of, violated by a male figure that they trusted, you know, and so, and then some people were just curious and just trying to figure out what's going on. And so, like I said, I had experienced all those different lifestyles when I was in college with my different teammates and stuff, but it just wasn't for me. You know, I remember me and God having a conversation one time and it was like, man, walk like a man, talk like a man, dress like a man, like, oh no, you want a man, Rashida, you know? And so that's what I began to um, go after. Um, I didn't mention, you know, as my father was being in prison, I was a young girl looking for love in all the wrong places. And I did not and had not yet experienced the love of a heavenly father. I had not accepted that love from him because I didn't know that he loved me, you know. And again, as I was young, I was just believing in my, you know, I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me, you know. But where does that love and that true commitment come from? So after I um, played at Johnny Logan, I went head on to Bradley. Um, and Bradley was an awesome experience for me. 
again, being a city girl coming from Milwaukee, I just wanted to get out of the, the southern type of area and just try something different. Um, at Bradley, I participated in the little campus ministry and I met a couple of my homegirls. But um, I still was not in relationship with Christ. And when I wasn't in relationship with him, I was in everything else besides with him. I graduated from Bradley. I had moved back to the Carbondale area. I was trying to figure out what my life was going to be. And I had shared with you before, Darren, a uh, girl, you know, sixth, seventh grade, I wanted to be out. You know, going, to, going to go to college, going to um, be a PE teacher and coach girl. That's what my life was. And I remember from Brad tell my mom died. Like, Don't be saying nothing like that. I'm like, no, mom, for real, I think I she's like, well, why do you think that? And I would tell her because I don't see my life after college. And she's like, what you mean? I was like, well, you know, my all my life, I thought I was planning my life and I knew my life and you know everything was figured out. I said, but after college, I don't see anything else. And so that worried me a little bit. And when I, like I said, when I got here to Carbondale, my mom had attended a church called Greater Gillespie Temple under Bishop C.W. Gillespie. And when I used to come home for spring break and Christmas break, you know, I'll come visit, go to the church. And I thought I didn't like the church. I'm like, I don't like your church that you go to. Then people be calling you out and stuff and be laying hands and stuff. I ain't with all that. Like, they don't need to know my business, you know? So I was like rebelling against my mom's church. But when God is putting you in a position to do what he want to do in you and through you, um, he really changes you. So when I got the job and I came down here, well, we had service on Tuesday night and Friday night and then, you know, Sunday service, Sunday school and then service. So it was one Tuesday and I just happened to grab my Bible and I said, come on, mom, let's go and go to church. And she was like, you going to my church? I said, yeah, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to go on and go down here. So I went to church with my mom on that Tuesday night and I just was like stuck. You know what I'm saying? You know, like when God plants you somewhere, you know that that's God. Because I ain't want to go there anyway, first of all. I ain't like the church. And then for me to be willing to go there and, you know, I was like something, something going on here. So I got under the tutelage and, you know, the leadership of Bishop Gillespie and Mother um, Addie Gillespie. And that is when my life totally changed. Um, that's when I became and knew that it was relationship with God. And um, I, I laugh about it sometimes because that's when God revealed to me that Rashida, I allowed you to think that you were in control of your life. I allowed you to think that you were making the shots and making the calls for your life. But it's at this time that I'm going to teach you how to die to yourself mm -hmm. and that you can now live in me and live through me and live for me. So that's when my life really changed with God coming in. And I was, like I said, 24 years of age. I had got baptized at 16, but it took like eight years. And, I, I, you know, as I study the Bible, I look at the number eight and I know the number eight is a new beginning. You know, so God was giving me a new beginning in him at that time to really teach me what it meant to be saved, what it really meant to give your life to Christ. And by no means, even at 24, I didn't have it figured out. I was still tempted. I still fell into sin. I still did sin, you know. And uh, but I thank God for his grace and mercy in 
taking that desire, you know, like some things I just didn't want to do anymore. And that comes from the grace of God because, whoo, I was reckless in a lot of the ways and a lot of the things that I had done. And so I found it to be amazing. So I coached at SIU for five years. I had a lot of young women that was underneath me and um, that I really just, I brought to church every Sunday, like, hey, let's, let's go to church. Let's, let's, I want you to get what I got, you know? And um, I know, like I mentioned, like a young lady looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, I, I was very promiscuous at a young age. Um, I was still uh, saved, but living, you know, but still doing sin. You know, I was still fornicating. And that was one of my stronghold areas that I had dealt with. And I remember trying to be abstinent again, you know, and I was thinking, well, God, that's unpleasing to you. And I really don't want to do anything that's not of you and not pleasing, not glorifying to you. And I remember the struggle of trying to become abstinent again. You know, I'll go three months and fall. Dang, man. Go seven months, be like, man. Go nine months, be like, man, like, I'm going to get here, you know. <laughs> and I remember getting to that one year and I was like, oh, yeah, I got it. Like, <laughs> here we go. You know what I'm saying? And so... uh I went five years abstinence and I was like, thank you, God, for doing that. Um, and while I was coaching at SIU, after I finished coaching at SIU, I took the job down at Tennessee State. You know, I coached at TSU for two years. But at that time, I was going through life and I had some broken relationships, some disappointments and some hurts that really, really kind of rocked my world. You know, um, when I left Tennessee State, I didn't want to coach anymore. I had, I had some really bad experiences and I was just like, you know what? This is not for me anymore. So I came back home to Carbondale and I remember sitting on my mom's couch and I was just like in the days, I didn't know what life had just hit me so hard. I really would just rock on my mom's couch like I was losing my mind. And I was looking at success in the world's eyes. And as um, students, when we go to school, you know, our teachers and society teach us, you know, what success is. They say, well, you go to school, you go to college, you get a good job, you get married, you have kids, you know, you never return back home. Like, you know, if you, if you go back home, like you, you're unsuccessful, you know, or, and those particular things. And so I felt like a failure sitting on my mom's couch. I was 30 years old, unemployed. Um, and I was just like, wow, this is not what I had planned for my life. And I remember at that time, you know, God speaking to me, and he was like, whose success are you, are you living by, mm -hmm. you know? And he was like, you're not successful by the world's standard. You're successful by my standard, you know? And when you're doing the things that I've called you to do and you operating in the areas that I've called you to, you're doing the things of me. That's your success. And I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? It just took my whole thought process to a whole new level. And so with that, I began to um, strip of, you know, just the renewing of our mind. You know, the word tells any man in Christ is a new creature. You know, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And I, I know we're still becoming new in Christ, but it was a mind change when I got in relationship with him that has really taken me through this journey. And I know there's a lot of things that I left out, but I just, I, I one of the things I, I want to say is that, you know, God favored me. Um, 
And I truly believe that because um, there's things in life that could have been worse than what it was. There were situations that I got involved in that could have been detrimental, could have been worse than what it was. But I see God's favor resting upon me to take me through those things. And I'm just, I'm excited for this journey in Christ. Uh, one thing I want people to know is that when we we think that we're not going to have any problems and we're not going to have any troubles and that life is going to be like, you know, um, grand and, you know, everything is okay. And I want, I want our listeners to know that that's not the case. I want them to understand that when we go through life, it's called life. That's what it is. And even though we're saved, trusting in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we're going to go through some tests, trials and tribulations. They come, they come to make us stronger in our faith. The only difference is we don't have to go. The only difference is we do have help. We do have strength in him when we go through those things. And so I don't want us to be misled to think that when we give our life to Christ, that we're not going to have any problems or any troubles. We're going to have them. He said that, you know what I'm saying? He tells us that, you know, count it all joy. You know, when you get into diverse temptation, you know, we're going to go through hard times in life. But we have somebody to go through them with us. And in some cases, he go through them for us, you know. So just be excited about that journey that we take with Christ and just continue to, to give it to him, live for him. Um, and I'm just I'm just truly blessed for that, Darren. So I'm going to wrap it up with that tonight. And uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you. If you got any questions or anything you want to expound on, I thank you again for the privilege and the honor. And it's truly been a blessing. I, I appreciate you. No, I'm good. You, you hit on everything. And. I just love to hear the testimonies again, how, you know, God allowed us to go through uh, these situations that we that we face with and these ups and downs. And uh, like you said, it, it, it causes us to, to lean on him more and, and say we, we can't do this on our own. We need you. I'm willing to, to give my life. You mm. live for you. And then he got us right where he wants us when that happens. Like, yes, I got her. I got him. And now I can use them the way I want to use mm. to, to bring me glory. So it's just a beautiful to hear the testimony and again share it so somebody that may be going through some similar things and they, they like you said they're not alone they're not alone knowing that you went through it and, and, and that Christ is, is always there he, he's there waiting he said I'll never leave nor forsake you so I mean I truly appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing your testimony so again it's Coach Rashida Love uh, can you tell us right now what you're doing and, and what you got going on how you you know helping helping anybody or just sharing the, the word of God or what you got going on now yes blessings 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 i am now a high school teacher when i gave up the um college division one college coach and um when i quit back in 2011 i um i went head on i was one test short of my teacher licensure i had did my basic skills my content area but i didn't do my licensure test and so uh I thank God for that. I went, um, I guess it was December of 2000, probably November of 2011. I went and took that last test. I passed it. Um, I started teaching at El Verado High School in Elkville, Illinois, still down here. So probably about 15 minutes outside of Carbondale. I taught there family and consumer sciences for four and a half years. And now I am starting my fifth year at Carbondale Community High School. So now I'm still in the Carbondale area. I don't coach. I just strictly teach, which I, I love it. It's a joy. Um, 
and, and um, the people that I'm able to connect with and touch with. I have a couple clubs that I run at the school. I'm very active um, in the community, still active in my church, you know, our youth and the young women. And I just thank and praise God that I see um, that I don't, that God doesn't allow me to put him nor myself in a box. Right. You know, sometimes we think that we can only deal with a certain area, group, or type of people. But, you know, I thank God that he's showing me as he takes me from, you know, different uh, different caliber of people, different situations of life with people. Like, I know I've been called to deal with the youth. That, does, that was something that was, I love youth. That was uh, something that was in my heart as a young person, I feel like always giving back to the kids, always I'm um, encouraging them to do better and to be better, to always be a listening ear for them, um, to help them in, them in them situations. But I even see, you know, uh, and, and you have mentioned this, Darren, you know, the things that we go through, they're not even for us. You know what I'm saying? And the things that we go through is for someone else down the road. And like you said, somebody may be dealing with or going through something that we're, that we've already went through, and when we share that, it lets them know that they are not alone. You know, as you mentioned, it lets them know that, hey, she went through that. She came out. She all right. I can do this, too. You know, and so um, that's just my main message. I want people to know uh, I try to live a transparent life. Like what you see is what you get, you know, kind of thing. And I want you to know that the things that I went through. I'm not ashamed of because I know they were for my making, but I also know they're to help someone else down the way. And I think that's so important. That's when I, I deal with the youth. And also um, I, I talk and minister a lot to women um, just because I can relate. You know, we go with these broken relationships and, uh, you know, the heartache and the disappointment. And I'm not saying that men don't go through them either, you know, because <laughs> you guys go through some as well. You go, you know, same thing. But I, I just I look at that as out to the women. And then um, my heart goes out to our men because of the, the weight that you guys carry. The responsibility is truly great um, for our men. And um, just to, you know, pray for y'all to keep y'all uplifted, keep y'all encouraged and understand that we do understand we do get it and that you're going to be all right, too. And you're going to make it through. So that's it. I'm a high school teacher right now. I'm enjoying that. Um, other than that, that's what I got going on right now. And I don't know what God getting ready to do next, but I just let him know I'm, I'm willing. You know, it's a, he said, who can I send? Send me, Lord. You know, I'm willing, uh, willing vessel to be used by him and to bring glory to his name. Amen. 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 That's that's great. That's great. But again, I'm be praying for you. And I thank you again so much for stopping by and sharing your testimony. Again, it's Rashida Love, uh, Athletes Changed by Christ. Uh, thank you all for listening. And again, we'll be back to you next week. And everybody have a blessed evening. Thank you again, Coach Love. Amen. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.